Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. An Israeli woman seeking to finalize a divorce from her estranged husband finds herself effectively put on trial by her country's religious marriage laws in this powerhouse courtroom drama from sibling directors Shlomi and Ronit Elkabez. In Israel, there is an either civil marriage or a civil divorce. Only Orthodox rabbis can legalize a union or, or its dissolution, which is only possible with a husband's full consent. Trapped by marriage, Vivian Amsalem has been applying for a divorce for three years, but her religiously devout husband, Alicia, will not continually refuses to grant her that divorce. We are joined by one of the directors, the co-director of this wonderful film, uh, Get the Trial of Vivian Amsalem, uh, and that would be Shlomi Elkabez. Shlomi, welcome to film school. Hi, hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, and I apologize for all, any and all uh, butchering of the language in that introduction, but uh, bear with me, <laughs> okay? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank, and tell, be, don't be bashful about telling me if I, if I do continually mess something up. Uh, but it, I just want to, first of all, get this, uh, you know, uh, I want my audience to understand that this is a terrific film, uh, courtroom drama, it just barely begins to tell the tale here of what this film is about. It is on so many different levels that this film is operating uh, that it is just a joy to watch. So congratulations to you and Renette for the, for the work that you've done here. It's remarkable. Really great film. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, tell- I mean, yeah, I'm Quite yeah. excited for today. Yeah. Yes, and, and let, you know, we're opening your opening today at the uh, Royal Theater here in Los Angeles. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your plans. Are you you're going to be there for some of the screenings? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to be there uh, tonight uh, for the screening, uh, and then uh, tomorrow again for the screening. And I and I had a few presentations uh, before here in LA. Okay. And uh, yeah, the experience is quite amazing. It's. Uh, I mean, the the way the film is uh, being welcomed is like uh, and understood by the audiences. It's, uh, it, it feels sometimes uh, it and I feel like uh, when we watch the film here uh, in the states, like we watch it with an Israeli audience. I mean, the way the film uh, uh, transcends uh, into the audience is quite amazing. Well, it, I, it's easy to understand, uh, you know, the the pos- very positive reaction. Uh, I did want to l- also let people know that this was the official foreign language submission for Israel for the Academy Awards this year. Uh, also a Golden Globe nominee, winner of uh, Israel Academy uh, Film Academy's Ophir Award. Is that right? Okay. Exactly. Uh, and a number winner of uh, a number of uh, film festival uh, best picture awards. So uh, um, let's just get to the story. What? It, where did the story come from? Is this based uh, on a true story? I guess that would be one of the questions. Uh, well, the, the film is uh, is a part of a trilogy that Ronita and I conceived in the last ten years. Uh, the, the films are independent, but they're like uh, the idea of the films is like you know running in between the three films. And the main story of Vivian 
uh, is inspired in somehow by our mother's story. Uh, so um, when we made the first film, we were very close to 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 our personal story, and uh, the more we made the, the other films, we, we got drifted away from the personal story, and uh, and, and we took the, the the story from the trilogy that we know so well, and we said, what would have happened if this couple and if this Vivian Amsalem wants to get a divorce? How will the Israeli law system uh, cope with her problem and get is the result? But just to say that uh, you could find uh, thousands and thousands of cases like that in Israel. So the story of uh, of um, the story of Get uh, would be an imaginary biography of our mothers. I mean, if she would have uh, stepped foot in court, that might have been her story. But there's so so many other women in Israel that are in that situation. Some women in our, in our film, Vivian waits for. You know, for eight years, but some women in Israel wait for fifteen years. You know, and is this uh, court system uh, is that still predom- the predominant avenue for for people to pursue if they're interested in, in this? Yeah, yes, get get is a film that was made on the go. I mean, on the go, <clears throat> meaning the, the story is uh, is uh, is alive. It is what it is. There is no. Uh, as for as for this moment, uh, this is the law, and that's how uh, uh, divorces and marriages in Israel are being conducted. Okay. So it's not like uh, you know, it's not like an old story. I mean, this is the, the absolute reality of uh, divorce and marriage in Israel. Uh, maybe I should say that seventy, maybe seventy-five percent of the the divorces are easy because sides want to get a divorce. But then, what happens when? No. Okay. Well, yeah. let, I think for our, for our audience, I I know I mentioned it in the introduction, but l- let's explain a little bit in a little more detail what I said earlier. Which so a couple are are one party. I this in this case, the wife is con- is determined to get a divorce. So you right. you end up in this. It's a rabbinical court, if I'm not mistaken. And right. And from there, tell us a little bit how that unfolds. How does the well? In, in mean, other words, how, the, how does the process go? Yeah, if that's if, if she if she's yeah yeah if she's well, willing to move well, forward there, and he isn't. Since there's only since there's only one court, uh, like rabbinic. Hello. We get a divorce. Uh, they would apply to uh, they would apply to the rabbinical court, uh-huh. and uh, and and then the, the the trial starts. I mean, you have to like. Um, you have to get a full consent uh, of the rabbinical court for the reason of divorce, and the minute they agree, you have to get the consent of the husband. Uh, and that is sometimes uh, uh, it could be like a very, very long, uh, very, very long process. In case the husband doesn't want to, doesn't want to give, doesn't want to give the the, um, the divorce because uh, it's actually a very old law. It's like almost four thousand year old law that has not been changed and, and penetrated the Israeli law system. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay as it is. So the uh, from and this is germane to the. This is what the film is about. Just so we're not wandering off the trail here. So the, the onus. Yeah, you know the film, the dramatic, the, the, yeah, the yeah. dramatic right. structure of the film is very simple. She says, "I want to get a divorce," and he says, "No." And until he says yes, if he will, right. He's not going to get the divorce. Oh. Uh, that's very simple. And that's, uh, yeah, and the onus is—it's—it it seems to be on the w- woman to prove some something to the court that would w- that they would over well that they would force the husband then at that point to grant the divorce. Well, I yeah, it's, 
Is that right? Did I get that right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there are there are basically in Judaism. There's like three 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 reasons um, for the court. Uh, three three grounds for the court to to um, to make the husband give the divorce, and it's like uh, he he has to supply with the with the woman with the roof, uh, with the food, and with the uh, marital life, like uh, uh, so sex. Like, uh, and if it can be proven that he's not giving her uh, one of the three things, the court can uh, oblige him to give the divorce. Right. But still, he has to say yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not enough that the court uh, says you must give her the divorce. He still has to say yes. And if he doesn't say yes, the divorce is not kosher. And if they're not kosher, they're still together. Well, okay. So it's like th- a full, you know, it's, it's, it's a question of power, of course. Like, uh, you know, the, 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 the full power was given, uh, was given to the men in that case. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Shlomi El-Kabez. The uh, film is called Get the Trial of Vivian Amsalem. And it is, I want to, one of the beautiful things about your film uh, as a co-director as as well, along with the lead actress, and that's uh, Ronit uh, El-Kabez, is that the way this film starts, it's a very precise, sort of a pinpoint start to the film. We're watching it. In, in fact, for the first minute or so, we don't see anyone, but, uh, but we don't see anything but her face. And this film then begins to kind of circle out of that from that very precise opening and really is a great uh, introduction into how layered, how nuanced this film is is going to be. Um I, I just love the opening. I love the way the film opens, um, and, and 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 the way that you slowly b- introduce these characters and these very important people in the in the film. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're thinking. Was that? I mean, obviously, it was a conscious decision on your part. But tell us a little bit about the the way in which you're introducing people and and that you begin to introduce different layers to this film. Yeah, you know, we we had an idea. We were thinking a lot about this court and about the the manner of the film and what we're gonna do. And and you know, we had few images like in our in our minds. And the first, like we thought about a thriller in a way. You know, we thought like uh, it is a sort of a, a sort of a thriller because there is a character that is invisible in a way. The character of Vivian is invisible in this court. You know, and uh, and there is no objectivity in the story. I mean, the court is supposed to be an objective place, but yeah. it's very it is very subjective and. And we thought, um, and we had, uh, you know, we had a thought: what would have happened if we, if we opened the film and we start uh, to see the court, but we don't see Vivian at all for like the first few minutes, and yes. we only see the whole the whole court from her point of view. Meaning, we see all these men uh, uh, talking and dealing and, and uh, about her life, and uh, and from that we we have we have decided actually not to take any any objective shot in this film. So we shot the whole film. Just from the point of view of the characters, mm-hmm. meaning we always um, place the camera in, uh, uh, in where one of the actors or the characters they were sitting, in order to create this like um, to revolve this like uh, game of looks. So we shot like you know the film; uh, it's a court film, and you hear the discussions. But what we really shot like throughout the whole the whole uh, shooting period, we shot who is looking at whom. Mm-hmm. So we. Uh, and then we went from one character to another, and the third is looking at the fourth, and the fourth is looking at the second, and the second at the third. So we tried to create this, like, uh, we call it like a washing machine, you know, it's like this circle that circles in between all the in the characters uh, of the court, uh, trying to, to place and to pinpoint where the power is at a certain moment or at, at a 
certain at, at a given time uh, and uh, to create basically because you know we had these characters uh, we have Vivian and we have uh, Elisha and they're sitting there and they're actually not talking to, throughout the whole film yeah. because I mean it's their trial it's the trial of Vivian Amsalem but Vivian is not allowed to talk basically okay. how do we create and how do we build a, a whole film on a character that cannot say one word and has to sit on a chair and wait for years and years and the idea was that we will we'll try to get into to Vivian's mind through everything that is happening around her. And in that way, we also try to, to stretch the space and to stretch the time and to emphasize the, the lingering of the process and, and really to create a situation where you have to figure out what each one of the characters thinks at a certain moment or a, thir- a certain time, like uh, mm-hmm. to create a suspense, you know, the suspense of um, the suspense that Vivian lives in, basically. Well, and the performance by Ronette uh, Elkabaz as as Vivian is remarkable. There's so much of the film is is we see uh, a change of expression, a change of hairstyle, a change just subtle, nuanced things that really convey the and the level of frustration this poor woman must have, you know, the character is going through is just unbelievable. And she's so expressive. She just such a great performance on her part. Um, th- she really crystallizes this film in, in a way that uh, at the by the end of it, um, I mean, she just draws. She, she drew me in, and, 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 and it was a beautiful performance. Really well done. And I do want to give uh, a credit to uh, the character played uh, Alicia's character. I'm mean, the actor uh, Simon. Abkarian, I thought he was. Abkarian, yeah. yeah, I thought he was wonderful in terms of, you know, obviously he's he is um, not a very sympathetic character, but boy, it's a nuanced performance on his part as well. Right. I mean, uh, Ronit and Simo, we've been doing the three films, and they're acting, and, and they were the performers that did Vivian and Alicia in the whole three films. We've been actually working on these two characters for the last ten years in three different films. Uh, uh, before we went to shoot Get, we, we we decided even not to rehearse the film. We decided just to take everything that we achieved and gained in the last 10 years and to place them in the court and let them as actors, as people, as the characters to cope with the different situations. And it was quite uh, fascinating to work with both of them on that. Especially, you know, I, I love to shoot Ronita. I love... Uh, I love to to follow her, her looks, her, her expressions. It's always fascinating for me. I mean, as a brother and as a director, you know, it's like uh, it's a it's a combination uh, combination of um, of the both. And uh, there's something so rooted uh, in both of them that belongs to the characters and to the understanding and the essence of the story that it was uh, it was uh, really an, an experience experience for for all of us to to go through that. Oh yeah, I I mean I I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, everyone's everyone in this film is just terrific. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Menashe Noy, who plays Noy, yes, yeah, plays the uh, the attorney, uh, her attorney, uh, Shimon, who is the brother of Elisha, who played by uh, Sasson Gabay. Sasson Gabay. Yeah. Gabay. Yeah. Gabay. Uh, the judge, uh, the main judge, they, the, how he's listed, Eli uh, Gorstein, is Gorstein, every, yeah. Yeah, everyone is beautifully, uh, it's just a wonder, uh, these actors are just terrific across the board, and and it's all, it all feels very true to the story. Everything about this feels very, very rooted in, in, uh, in a basic truth about 
what you were trying to do. I, I just, again, mm. remarkable. Yeah. Remarkable performance. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, everywhere I go with the film, uh, a lot of people think that I, especially for the rabbis, they're, they're sure that I'm, I use like real rabbis from the rabbinical courts. Even in Israel, some of the actors that, that I mean, uh, Eli Gornstein, who didn't play for so long, like uh, in, in Israeli cinema, is a great uh, singer and, uh, and a theater actor, but uh, people did not recognize him. They were sure I was bringing in somebody from the court to agree to cooperate <laughs> with me on that, which would, which would have been a miracle, of course, but, uh, yeah. uh, but, but he's, a, he's an actor and uh, well, in just the last minute, I just want to remind our listeners again that we're speaking with uh, Shlomi El-Kabez, the director of Get the Trial of Vivian Amsalam. Uh, and it opens tonight at the Royal Theater in Los Angeles. You'll be there for uh, some screenings uh, and to do some question and answer some Q&A. Um, yes, of course. Now, well, in terms of, I'm just very curious, uh, in terms of reaction from um, Israeli audiences to this film, what has it been? Listen, it was. Uh, this is like something completely unexpected because the film has a lot of critique in it. But uh, the film was accepted in. Uh, uh, it had a, a huge positive effect. I mean, it started. I mean, the first the first weeks when the film went out. I mean, you couldn't get a ticket. Everybody went. You know, th- these courts in Israel are are closed. They're in closed doors, so it was like the first time that people could actually go into these courts and see what might be coming to them one day, or just to see how, how things are conducted there, because you could never put a camera inside, or you couldn't uh, take any of the records, yeah. and, uh, and and it turned into a political event, I mean, it, it, is, it, it, was, it is a cultural event, but also a very political one, and the most amazing thing that uh, happened to us uh, is, uh, is that uh, the, because, the, because the, the, the rabbinical courts in Israel were repeatedly asked, did you see Get? Did you see Get? And, and uh, the chief rabbi for Israel said, uh, I don't go to the cinema, so I didn't see Get. You know? So uh, eventually, like, after a lot of pressure, and the film was in the news every day and still is, he, he, he came back to the reporters and he said, listen, we're going to screen Get uh, uh, in, the annual, uh, in the rabbinical annual convention. Which is like uh, this is like the, the, the biggest like huge news for us because uh, you know it, you can try to imagine that in the in the history of Israel in the history of, of Judaism people were trying to change the law and to bend it and to adapt it and uh, and this is going to be actually the first time uh, uh, 200 rabbis are going to sit in the cinema and and watch a film for the first time of, in, in their lives but not only that they're going to watch their own court. From the point of view of a woman, and yeah. uh, and it's quite uh, you know when I heard it I was screaming I was like uh, I, I couldn't believe like, I couldn't believe the, the that they actually are going for that, and maybe this is like the first step uh, into a change. Yeah. You know, maybe this is the first step into a, a real change, changing the law that will uh, give uh, equal or equal rights for for women that that want to be liberated from their husbands, and maybe the Israeli law eventually will protect these women. And uh, this, is, this is one of the goals, of course. Shlomi, see what happens when you make a great movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it, again, I, I, as I said earlier, the film feels very, very true to the story. Very spot-on for... Uh, all of it, the nuances, the the atmospherics, the the the, be- the give and take between the 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 advocates and all the rest of it. It's just uh, across the board a wonderfully acted, terrific film 
uh, and I, I couldn't, I can't say more than that. It's just, it, it, people should go see this. This is just a terrific piece of filmmaking, and um, I just am honored. I hope that the next time you make uh, a film that you can come back on, because I'm truly looking forward to, to having more conversations about you about filmmaking. It's just a, a wonderful piece of work, so thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Tonight at the Royal and tomorrow night at the Royal Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, check this out. Uh, you'll want to see this, and you'll have an opportunity to speak with this uh, wonderful filmmaker uh, who is uh, here in Los Angeles. So uh, check this out tonight. Shalmi, thank you so much for being on Film School. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.